0: Hey everyone, it's me again. Um, I just got home from celebrating Jewish New Year with my wonderful, wonderful partner and I am ready to just read off some wonderful patrons and thank you all for your ever, never-ending support that will last until undeath and even beyond that. Because of course, you know, becoming a patron, uh, we actually let you have... Immortality, but only after death. We'll raise you back from the dead, is what we're trying to say. It's like it's a thing that we do. But anywho, um, let me just get right to that. So, without further ado, a huge thank you and shout out to the Pancake Renegade, Catherine Ann Rogers, Rosemary's Baby, Reese, your mom. Stuart Mumford. Hi Tarkovsky. Sarah Royer. Zax724. Kenneth Shaughnessy. The Sosuke. Stephen Jennings. SCP Archives. Robo Ghost World. Miss Chaotic Evil. Morgan Coburn. Tommy Fitzpatrick. The Bat Sammy. Cindersoul. Hashtag Team Slurpee. Duane Hope Von Gunton. Nick, S. Lee, Demon Cat Talia, Christopher Walker, and Gideon Ebeling. Thank you guys just so much for your, your constant support. I had my birthday just happened a few days ago, and I actually had family come over and go like, ah, we listened to the podcast. Is there any way we can support you? And it's like, I, I contemplated telling them to become a patron, but, you know, I mean they don't have to and plus i don't want to take their money but your guys' money i would gladly take if you want to that is i'm not going to force you to take to give us your money um i don't even use any of it um but you know i don't i don't know if i'm supposed to be saying this so i'll just i'll just stop but anywho, thank you guys so much y'all have a wonderful day or night wherever you are and enjoy the episode
1: The following podcast contains material which may not be suitable for all listeners. Full content warnings are available in the show notes. Previously, on Meddling with Monsters...
2: My first memories are old long rifles, bayonets.
3: So that puts you at least over a hundred years old?
2: More than that. I don't remember the year. I remember coming over and then running into
0: the wilderness. Make sure you get up there quick. I don't want to let
2: the dog out. Hmm. Dane will, as they're about to step out the door, kind of almost double take that first (laughs) shake in their confidence that
1: dog. The heart is now just a husk and then finally as it, it explodes a bit and then a big rock just falls and crushes it and it's shattered. When the heart finally shatters the kids go limp and if you were to look you would actually see that it's doing a similar thing. It's starting to recede, it almost, it recedes a bit and it breaks off a little bit yeah. and you can actually see skin. And Dane, you notice the same, you, everything starts to hurt worse. Yeah. Cool, yeah, Dane yeah. fucking yeah. collapses. He's done. And probably bleeding profusely. Yes, Dane is dying. Fuck. Fuck. An ancient Greek military leader named King Pyrrhus once engaged the Roman army in a brutal, bloody, slogging conflict at the Battle of Asculum. While his forces emerged victorious, they suffered staggering losses. So hollow was this triumph that, upon being congratulated for it, Pyrrhus reportedly remarked, if we win another such battle against the Romans, we will be completely lost. It is from Pyrrhus that we get the term Pyrrhic victory a fight that one succeeds in winning, but with costs that are so high, they negate any gains made. Cassandra, your recent fight against the mountain's heart is seeming more and more like a pyrrhic victory with each passing moment. Beyond the broader destruction caused from the mountain's shutters and partial collapse, the fight has cost you personally, as more of yourself has been chipped away, revealing the dark, smooth surface beneath. Worst of all though, your best friend Dane lies collapsed beneath you. The damage to his coal form was severe enough, but now that he has begun to revert into his flesh and bone form, the situation is rapidly becoming far more dire. Whatever magic was in the Miner's Song seems to have slowed the bleeding, but it has done nothing to restore Dane's lost limb or entire lower half. You know something must be done to help your friend and quickly. What do you do?
4: Cassandra is going to use magic, instead is going to... Oh, I forgot to open up the page. But yeah, they use Cassandra of waits
1: there, trying to open up a page. <laughs> <laughs> I have a spell for this, no, I swear. I've <laughs> seen this.
0: I've
4: seen this. <laughs> uh, with that, we'll use the effect, that uh, heal you know, one heart from injuries. What we see Cassandra do... just they just go up to Dane and put their hands on him
1: Oh, you're laying hands on him that's so adorable
4: cassandra has a very concentrated look uh and basically like anybody close enough will just hear them say like come on i know i know this magic can do this
1: okay so it's almost like a magical defibrillator situation a little (laughs) bit of sorts okay um great uh, yeah, so go ahead and roll me a... And you can technically, you know, I- if you want, you can do yield, take a plus one to this for a minus one later.
4: Go take the plus one.
1: Okay. I'm going to make a note of that.
4: Oh, thank goodness. That is a eight.
1: Uh, what glitch should we do here?
2: Mm. It draws immediate and unwelcome attention.
4: God damn. Yeah, I'm tired of that. <laughs> 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 no, I
2: just,
4: I just,
3: Jimmy. Jimmy's just like, hey, hey, babe, you need a hand
2: there?
1: <laughs> no, actually, I'm going to just basically say then, you tell me, Cassandra, you know the injuries that Dane has, mm-hmm. right? Um, You tell me you're going to be able to actually restore, this is a pretty big deal, but you're going to be able to restore Either his arm or one of his uh, legs. What do you pick?
4: Oh, okay. Okay. Now,
1: um, now pick very carefully here, not just for Dane.
2: God damn it.
1: <laughs> Clyde, Miami, now pick the left leg. Pick the left leg. <laughs>
3: Why is the left leg so important?
1: (laughs) Oh, boy, you should choose the arm. No!
3: Honestly, arm could be the way to go.
1: No, let's let poor Celeste slash to pick this, because...
4: (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Clyde, I'm going with the first choice that
1: went into my head. That's the other arm You suck Okay So it's <laughs> Now to be clear To be clear It's the arm that was Completely broken right? Yes And I guess I can't remember uh, I don't want to get Too hung up on this I feel like that was Probably Was that your left arm Dan, Clyde do you remember? If I
2: remember correctly It was the right arm Cause he is The right his, arm is completely His left gone. arm He only has a middle finger
1: a Pinky and a thumb Okay
2: Oh wait no Cause I think that's just The middle and the pinky
1: now. So you notice you put your hands on him, Cassandra, and you feel the magic flow into um, him. And you actually see, like, yeah, if are you cool with letting me describe some of what happens here? hmm Okay. So the that black smoke actually flows out of your arm. We've talked about your magic becoming a little more solid lately. It actually forms, like, a black shadowy arm, which gradually actually takes a more and more solid shape, and it becomes a pretty accurate replica as far as you can tell of Dane's original arm. As you do that, you feel a bunch of cracks start to split up your own arm in the same place and more and more chunks of your own arm break off. And it's that same like very feverish, like sickly (laughs) sensation. And you take one harm, magic ignore armor. Has it been your left arm that's the one that's been cracking? Yep. So now your right arm, just like, I actually think, I'm gonna be nice and say that the hand is left relatively untouched, but the entire forearm almost just cracks off. So it's not as bad, actually. You didn't lose uh, proportionately as much as you restored, but it still sucks and it hurts pretty bad. We've talked about it, not necessarily, you're not necessarily feeling it. It's not that you feel it hurt in the arm, it's more just like there's just a wave of that nauseating, smoky, static sound in your head. And it's just, it's just like a bad headache, and you can just feel yourself get woozy. Let's, we'll, we'll resolve something else of Dane here in a sec, but this is happening in parallel as Tempest, you are looking over Ashton. Ashton, you're still conscious. You're not doing great, but oh, you're I thought still I conscious. I passed out at the end there. You're probably drifting in and out a little bit, but you're not totally gone. Cool. After the miners sang their song, um, Cassandra, if you do look at your arms, you know, as this happens, you would notice that the finger that was sort of glued in place, it is restored, um, however, there's like a small scar where the break was. Ashton, your wounds have sort of scarred over. However, you have, they didn't put the blood back inside of you, <laughs> so. <laughs> now, I kind of need that. That's my living juice. Uh, <laughs> it is your living juice, correct. I hate so, that. So, Tempest and Ashton, you can kind of like play this scene out a little bit. Tempest, I think, you know, you 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 start it. Like, what are you doing when you see Ashton?
3: Once they realize that there aren't any wounds there anymore. They don't know what to do, because he's still very clearly not well. They can put gauze on him. They have no idea how to give him a transfusion.
0: Oh. A fail. Like an empty water bottle. Do you Oh, ever oh feel. god.
3: <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh. Ashton, um, okay. Uh, fuck. Uh what what's your blood type?
0: Red. <laughs> that doesn't <hurt> me.
1: <laughs> oh
3: my god! <laughs> Chris, thank you. I knew what you were gonna say, and I was still not ready.
1: Em actually is gonna pipe up at that. Wait, do you, do you need to do a? You need to do? Do we need to do a blood transfusion for him?
3: I mean, probably if I could figure it out. Okay, uh,
1: uh, if you can figure out how to, if you can figure out how to get blood into the idiot, I um, I I she looks really tired upon saying this and there's like a beat where she's like do I even want to bother to volunteer this and she says I can do it I'm a, I'm O I'm I'm negative I can do it ooh
3: okay yeah I think Tempest takes a moment to look at her and then again just starts fumbling through the first aid kit I don't
1: no, if they have that yeah, um, there. I mean I guess here's the thing. I don't know what their supplies are. Absolutely not.
0: Mm-hmm. No.
1: Absolutely. And so not. I think Definitely this is not, what you no. this is what you know, uh, Tempest, is that you would have either the thing you need or the stuff you would need to make what you need at the Winnebago.
3: So we need to move him.
1: Yes. Now thankfully he's not bleeding more, which probably makes that part a little bit easier.
3: Yep. They take a breath, run their hands through their hair and go here help me get him up
1: also bear in mind just for context as far as you know the card's still on him which means everything that's happening right now is being relayed
3: yep and they aren't happy about it
1: yes ashton did convince you to let him keep the card ashton can decide you you can probably there will come a point where you don't you could take that back or ashton can get rid of it but i'm just making sure that context is aware i think
3: i don't think they're going to throw it away but i do think they will grab it okay
1: Ashton you can protest you're kind of weak right now I, I think in a normal situation you'd be physically strong enough to overpower Tempest I don't know that this is that does that seem fair?
0: Yeah I mean uh, if he if he notices them taking it out of his pocket he, he'll you know he'll, ah, fine uh, he'll reach into his own little pocket and he'll like realize that it's the wrong pocket and he'll keep searching and he'll be like ah damn it and then he'll pull out the little vial Hold this, and pour it on the thing. There's spinning in here. Ah! Oh.
3: Pour this on the card.
1: He just nods a lot. Fine. Okay, there's no role for this. The stuff, it seems to react with something on the card's surface, and it just sort of, it goes up in a little bit of flame. The flame... Is orange, unlike the black flame that consumed it earlier. However, it is still actually cold to the touch, so it wouldn't burn your hand or anything. And the car just turns to ash pretty quickly. So its it seems, unless there's some really, you know, gamey trick up her sleeve that Trisha was honest about what would happen.
3: Huh. All right. Let's go. But if you've been working for them this whole time, I'm just going to let you die. Ah! I swear to God. <laughs> You can tell that they don't mean it, but that they are very frustrated.
1: Put blood in me. Shut up. Working uh, on it. Uh, I think M actually just picks up Ashton and slings him over her shoulder. You're very strong. Yeah. Don't <laughs> talk. Yeah. Him. Save your strength uh, and also, I don't want to listen. Seconded on that front. That one
4: really does whine a lot.
1: Yes. And she just starts taking Ashton, like just starts walking back to the car where y'all parked at a, you know, a short walk I away.
4: think at that point,
3: Tempest turns towards the others, which is, I think, Dane, Cassandra, and the kids, who the are, kids are in some Right? <laughs> yep. Am I the only one who remembers? are witnessing the my
1: bleeding, my bleeding, limbless body.
3: You no, actually, the
1: other thing. Yeah, you're not bleeding either. So that's that's. Yeah, can, yeah. my not
2: are... bleeding, limbless body.
3: Okay. Um, <clears throat> y'all come in. Y'all stay in here. What? Uh, what are we doing?
4: Um, still getting over the fact that their their entire forearm <laughs> is now black crystal. <laughs> Okay, executive decision. If, come on, let's.
3: Uh, I think they're gonna check on what state are the kids in.
1: You're gonna make a read a bad situation rolling, because you need to be evaluating that.
3: Mm hmm. Yeah, got it. Read a bad situation, and I'm smart. Not great. Seven.
1: Okay, but you get to ask me one question. Probably what's the best way to protect the victims, right?
3: Yep, that would do it.
1: Yep. Yeah you can tell you look at them and actually Clyde and Clyde and um Celeste probably to an extent can help inform this with me but probably they would look and you can describe what Tempest might actually see but they would look probably dehydrated and and probably a little bit like like they haven't slept eaten or had fluids in a at least a day or two
3: are they conscious
1: no no and Clyde and Celeste, does that, like, seem... Yeah. Like, yeah. Would, would there be anything that Tempest would notice in particular that would betray that?
4: I mean, definitely... They would definitely look... paler. Especially if they're dehydrated.
1: Okay, I think you would know then, and it would fit with what you have thought about, right? That they probably, if they've been under the control of this thing, and also the fact that everyone who's reverted back, right, it's not like they just get their old original forms back, so it's you know that they need to be moved to somewhere where they can rest and they can also need to get some fluids into their system as quick as possible so i'm gonna be starting a lot of ivs huh yeah and actually i guess okay i'll give you one bonus thing for that you you know and just to kind of extending this this is outside of your medical expertise yeah you happen to have a friend who is a doctor
4: Mm mm-hmm
3: i remember
1: (laughs) so probably a good idea
3: so i think I think what Tempest is going to do is... How could they lift one of these kids?
1: Uh, you're you are strong, right? You're reasonably strong. You can't lift yeah. both of them, but yeah. you could probably pick up one of them. But,
3: like, do it one at a time.
1: Yeah, especially if someone else can help you, which probably the only person in any shape to do that is Cassandra, and I don't even know on a baseline if they would be great at that. No offense, Celeste.
4: No, they would not know this. very It's very correct so, to assume that. <laughs>
1: So you, yeah, you can probably take them one at a time and maybe M can help you get the second yeah, one. Yeah, so
3: they're gonna do that.
1: Okay, so Cassandra and Dane, I wanna give, Dane's not gonna see this, cause Dane's still out. But actually I'll let, Clyde, do you feel comfortable describing what happens a little bit? I can do it myself, but I wanna give you some control if you want to. Are we Are talking about <laughs> my little safe space? You're talking about your safe space, yes. No, please, by all means. We, we had discussed okay. that part. Uh, it's we the had, other part that uh, I'll get yep. to. Um, So Cassandra, what you see is Dane's body seems to almost start to revert back to a coalish form. And at first you're like, oh fuck, oh God. And maybe you're still gonna be like that at the end of this, but it starts to grow, except it's weirdly like Dane's arm starts to kind of turn that way a little bit, but then it starts to grow off of Dane and then it begins to expand in a sort of almost egg spheroid shape around Dane. What? And then Dane quickly sort of gets wrapped up in this rock-like cocoon.
4: Excuse me?
1: It's about a six foot seven or so, probably a little bit extra for some room, sized cocoon. A little bit
3: shorter because of the uh, removed inch on the legs.
1: Well, no, actually it seems like it's appropriately sized for a full-sized Dane to come out of it at some point.
3: Interesting.
1: Yes. Yeah, Cassandra, that that happens in front of you. It happens pretty quickly too. There's not like a ton of time where you're able to like react. I think you turn back and see it. Does it beat? I think a little bit. Yeah. And there's actually like, you can tell that there's almost like a few valves or things coming off of it. It looks a little bit like the heart did. Dane, give me one thing about it that looks more Dane-like than the heart. Like, what is a feature of Like, does it have eyes, scars, mouth, something? Like, what about it? There's like mouths and stuff
2: on it. It's just like, there's a lot of teeth that kind of decorate it. So there's a lot of that, like, enamel, almost ivory kind of texture to it. Okay. Though not in like, uh, the color.
4: Cassandra's just mostly like, uh, what the fuck? It, uh. I guess this is a thing now. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, how the fuck am I going to move this?
1: Yeah. Is, is Tempest, Temp- Tempest is still there? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Tempest, you see, you turn around, you don't see this happen. You turn around trying to carry one of the kids to see this thing.
3: <laughs> oh, God fucking damn it. Can we just... Take five before something stupid happens.
4: <laughs> you're dealing. You're dealing with the, the. You know. You're dealing with monsters in the paranormal. Nothing. Nothing ever comes down.
3: Uh, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Do we need to get them out?
4: I don't know. This is the first time this has happened. I mean, I'm guessing it's something that happens when he takes a good bit of damage. So, are we leaving it? If we can't move it, we're going to have to.
1: All right, I'm going to help you out the second. Holy fucking shit! <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hey, um, do you think we can move that?
1: Wait, oh, wait. What is it? Do we want to move it? It's, it's Dane, we think. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's Dane. Or it ate him, one or the other.
1: It's, well, if it ate him, do we want him? Oh, Jesus, fuck. Is there, there's not...
4: Seems to be a protective measure. I, I don't know. I'm. This is my best guess. This is the first time I've seen this.
1: All right. Goddamn kids these days, if they're safe spaces.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, Em. Um,
1: Look, this is my coping mechanism, okay? Please don't take this away from me right now. I need this.
3: Just because it's a coping mechanism does not make it healthy. Grab that kid, I'll- Coping mechanisms really are- gonna- See if I can poke it.
1: <laughs> she looks, when you say poke it, she looks at you a little quizzically, but she does grab the other kid.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, they, they are going to walk up to it and touch it and see what happens. Okay. Uh, I think that this is just an investigative mystery.
4: Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: investigator mystery of what the fuck? Okay, that is a nice little tent. Okay, you get to ask me two questions. I kind of want to go with what can it do for the first. Okay, I think it does actually look a little bit like a heart, and at points you can actually tell the mouths are they're they open, and it's a little bit like it, you poke one and it opens, and you've done this before with Dane's mouths, and you know enough to like kind of hop back, but it lets out like a. <gasps> And it does sort of that thing. And you see the other parts of it beating. It's, the mouths are breathing in, in a way. And so you realize this is like, th- this is literally a protective thing. It's supplying Dane with, you know, oxygen. And you can actually even tell it's, it's black, right? And what does what the color black do with light?
3: Absorbs it?
1: It's, it's this is literally like a giant ass solar panel. It's just absorbing the light, breathing in the oxygen. So you you think that it's taking, it's probably protective. You have no reason to think that it's not. And so I think, you know, your best guess is like, all right, I guess it's good for Dane. Uh,
3: Okay. Their next priority is, can I move
1: it? So what can hurt it maybe (laughs) to, to treating that very generously?
3: yeah <laughs> where did it go into my car
1: <laughs> no, I, I think um i think you know we'll loosely interpret what can hurt it as that in terms of what and, and actually what i'll interpret that is do you run the risk of damaging it if you move it right yeah. yeah that's actually probably a good way to handle that so i think i'll give you a couple things one which i think you would just you don't need to even roll for this you try to lift it it's a dane-sized rock <laughs> It's basically Dane's weight then some by a chunk. So it's going to be an operation to move this thing. Uh, Two, it looks pretty sturdy. Like you wouldn't necessarily want to kick it off the cliff or nothing, but it does look like, I guess the other thing, if you're worried about someone else breaking it, it would be a chore. Plus the mouths look like they're capable of protecting it to some degree. And if someone else wanted to move it, it would be just as much of an operation as it is for you. So, probably, uh, you know, just kind of giving you a little bit of extra here, you're going to need to move it at some point. Your best bet is maybe to leave someone with it for a little bit and focus on. Dane seems to be okay inside it. So, you don't have to worry about Jane mm-hmm. for the moment. <sighs> Shh.
3: They take a step back and assess. I think, honestly, they're just, yeah. I wonder, Dane, can you hear me in there?
1: I will editorialize. There is no <coughs> response.
3: Well, it was worth
0: a shot. Hmm.
1: Well, last time we got an orb. this time we get a Dane Rock.
3: Well, <sighs> I don't think we can lift it, and honestly, we could eventually... But I think Ashton will be dead by the time we do.
1: All right, let's lift it then.
3: If I want him dead. It's not going to be in our one of our cars. <clears throat> think of the mess. True. Cassandra. Yeah.
4: I mean, think we can leave it. Ah. <sighs> I don't like leaving him here, but Ashton and the kids need immediate medical attention. If... if you wanted to stay, we could take them back. I mean... I... I'm not really hurt in any way I can stay here. Okay. We'll
3: keep you updated then.
4: Right. Excuse me, I'm going to go puke my guts out. Yeah,
1: have fun. Okay, so I'm going to actually do a little bit of a bird's eye view of what happens next, as long as y'all are okay with it, and y'all can kind of let me know. Tempest, I'm going to say that M drives y'all back. You got the two kids in the back. Where does everyone... Yeah, how do you set everyone up? What is your plan? Hmm.
3: They probably want to work out of their Winnebago because that's what they know, mm-hmm. and also game mechanic. Yeah, I know there's yeah. I Senate thought you said game mechanic, got- and
1: you were referring to Gibbs for a second, not game mechanic. <laughs>
4: yeah, my man. <laughs> Hell yeah! A game mechanic made this for me, so I'm a gonna game use mechanic it. made
1: this game mechanic that I can use. Yeah.
3: they're gonna set everyone up in respective beds and then they're gonna call they don't have archibald's
1: number but they know that andy said he was going over there earlier so they're gonna call andy okay if you're okay with this just because we have so much to cram into this session I think we're actually mm-hmm. going to start in media res after Archibald has already helped you with the first couple IVs and the kids and you're getting ready for the blood transfusion, maybe. I think he talked you through on this because they were easier. And actually, Cl- uh-huh. Clyde, and Doris, Celeste, maybe, How? what would the setup for a blood transfusion look like? As just doesn't have to be perfect, but what would Archibald be talking them through? Well, in short, you're going to get an IV set up, basically.
2: I mean, it, unless, I don't know if you would, do central line stuff. So
1: think, I don't think I don't, minimal, minimal supplies for this, not su- nothing,
2: but minimal supplies. You get an IV and you put some blood in them. Basically. Um, you just uh, make, how are you getting the blood out of M? How would Tempest be doing that? Oh, uh, well, probably in the same way you like when you donate blood and everything, you stick an IV, you stick a line into them, get the blood out of them. And then, um, I don't know in regards to because blood transfusion isn't really what I did, so doesn't have
1: to be perfect. Just you know, we I just want an image.
2: <clears throat> I would imagine I don't know if they do direct line to line, like body to body transfusions and stuff anymore, or if they did ever did it in the first place. Like I said, not my field of expertise. Um, okay.
3: They didn't, Dracula. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, I'm going to be looking well, this up all while I you're know. talking.
2: So, But yeah, so they probably put it in some sort of uh, bag or something, you know. Get a little bit set up because yep, and then or in the meantime, because honestly, in the meantime, you're not gonna wait for the blood to fill the, you know, yeah, they've they've suffered some blood loss, but you're not gonna wait to fill their body with fluids because their blood pressure is gonna drop. You're gonna fill them up with whatever fluids you have um, and stuff, and then once you get the chance to. Because the blood pressure will kill you faster than the. Because um, if there's nothing pumping through the system, there's nothing that's going to get anywhere. So you're going to give them probably, probably give them a uh, an open line of fluids, and then while they're waiting for that, you're getting blood from M. And then once you've given them maybe a bag, you're going to start the transfusion and kind of start to replenish their stuff. So it's probably. I mean, I think that I think that's how you would do
1: it. Uh, that's fine that's mostly so I think honestly what I'm going to say thank you for that description honestly the most I'm going to actually say the most logistically complicated part of this operation was getting Archibald to use FaceTime appropriately
4: (laughs) yeah yeah first yeah. it was like you know
1: holding the phone up to his face and everything and or like to his ear and, and like no um, you got you gotta you know just, just hold it right. I'll, I'll just all right I'm just gonna set it up and you're gonna sit right here and you're gonna talk to them in the in the in the magic box I I, know what I know what um, a telephone is so I'm just confused <laughs> as to these advancements they've made all right so the, um this and then kind of cutting you know a little bit birds <laughs> I do all right so um this uh, once you've got him uh, set up with the last, just as we did the first two, just right into the, right into the he kind of gestures to the right point of the arm, right there. Got it. All right, now you're going to need to collect um, for the for the transfusion. You're going to need to collect the blood. I um, mm-hmm. and he talks you through that and gets you hooked up yeah. to M.
3: Tempest will go into like snack cupboard and set a a box of like generic chips ahoy's in em's lap it's like
1: <laughs> she she smiles and then she just kind of goes back to sort of putting her like kind of just looking down a little bit and she seems to either be tired or in focus or something else mm-hmm. thanks dude
3: yeah i mean i can't give blood but know they gave you cookies
1: <laughs> yay
3: i don't think either of us can give
0: blood actually
1: Oh, neither of us can give blood. Yeah, oof. I just thought about that. Now, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. That's that, the reason. That got real there <laughs> for a moment. Yeah. Um, I think I've never done it. Yeah. They wouldn't have me if I could. Yeah. I thought they just did that for A.M.A.D. people that had sex with other A.M.A.D. people. Is it really that broad? Shh.
3: Oh, um, they've recently made it trans-inclusive. <laughs>
1: wow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, if you identify as male and have had sex with a man, you still can't do it. I'm like, wow.
1: Well. Such a dumbass. Anyways. like, yeah, I probably won't do any. I'm not even likely to revert that now that I have my loving hand back. And she just gestures for Because <laughs> this is how this poor not girl. Not time, dear. Oh, whatever. I'm getting my cookies. now, And then you get the blood out of her. <laughs> And uh, Ashton, you're still kind of going in and out, but you can chime. In. You're not out of this scene. You could chime in as you want to.
0: Do I get any cookies?
3: <sighs> if you live, and if I decide that you haven't been spying on us,
0: sweet, are they chips ahoy? <laughs> yes, they're chips ahoy. Damn it! I like Oreos more. M just looks incredibly I'm not like fond of them.
1: Just annoyed. <laughs> I will take And Also, there. to be
3: honest, to be honest, Ashton, right now I don't care what you like.
0: Oh, that's fine. Uh, I do like having blood in me, though. Just hold still Working so I can it. get it in you. I'm, I'm laying here. I'm, you know, I'm just sitting here. Good.
1: All right. And I think eventually, I i don't think there's a role here. I think Archibald being there talking to Fruit, is enough. I think you get Ashton hooked up. And then I'll just, yeah, I want to have the gang kind of more or less... Together, uh, reason, I mean, Dane, Dane's going to be in a little bit of an intriguing. I feel the last arc was Dane is separated from the whole group. And the first part of the closing action is Dane is now even further separated from the entire group. <laughs> but Cassandra, I guess I just before I cut to anything going on with Dane and whatever he's up to, what are you doing? Like, what do you do? What do you set up? Do you try to do anything? Or are you just sitting there against the rock? Like,
4: Um... <sighs> Cassandra's, like, sitting from across the rock not too far and, like, occasionally, like, poking with it with their (laughs) foot, being like, um, trying to, you know, see, gauge any reaction to it, um, and it's also just, uh, talking as well, being, like, um, saying things, like, you know, (laughs) I was going to yell at you a lot when we got you out, probably still will, but I didn't realize being separated this much from you made me... <sighs> I mean, you're still an asshole, but like... I just want you to come back. Also, you owe me big time, because I lost a big chunk of my arm. And uh, yeah, that's really it. They're just really talking it to Dane and themselves is the way.
1: Okay, so you're not doing anything other than just you're not. Okay. Which <laughs> makes sense. I just wanted to check. Dane, you're having a real fun time, my friend. You hear none of this. None of this even registers as sweet as it is from Cassandra. Dane, there's not you, you currently it is like you are floating in a sensory deprivation chamber. And and even more so almost in the sense that like you, you're not only do you not have external sensation, like not even like, you know, like proper reception or internal sensation or whatever, it's kind of just gone. You're sort of aware a little bit of your own existence, but just barely. And then you are aware of something inside of you, even though right now physically that's not even really a thing, but you know that it is in you. And it starts to lurch around violently as if it's trying to, like, reach out for something and you're getting yanked along with it. Um, and as much as you're aware, how do you respond to that? Dana's exploring this feeling and letting it happen,
2: but pretty much just thinking, I like, all right, watch yourself, buddy. I'm, I'm going to mess you up if you take me around and jerk me around too hard. Um, but for the most part, just kind of riding it, you know? Okay. it's the um, only sensation that they can feel right now. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like, what is going on? It
1: doesn't feel like you're physically being thrown around it because like I said, you don't necessarily have an awareness of your body, but you get this sensation of being, of like something inside of you, clawing out and reaching for something. And then everything is kind of quiet and silent, save for that feeling. And then there is a torrent of sensation all at once beyond any type of useful comprehension, but the broad things that you can feel are a lot of pain, anger, adrenaline, not much in the way of fear, more like an animalistic sort of fight or flight type of thing. Just a lot of these raw sensations it's a cacophony. It's there's no there's no concrete. There are sights and sounds and smells mostly red and the iron smell of blood. And then things solidify a little bit. It feels like as you're being, you know, jerked through this, it still feels like you're being jerked around, but it feels like something inside of you is trying to tear through all of these sensations and find something to latch onto. And then it briefly does. And things solidify around you for a moment. And you are in the woods, Dane. Okay. You know that something or someone is pursuing you. You're not sure why or how many there are or where they're coming from, but you know that you're being pursued. What do you do?
2: Uh, Dane will look around, kind of like get into a low crouch stance and just kind of like look around and sniff the air and, you know, kind of, on like high alert the whole time just looking and then unprompted start running
1: you run and then you hear sounds of voices and footsteps and people and also dogs in pursuit of you and a few gunshots ring out from your right and one of them scrapes your right arm and there's a, there's a tearing feeling. And when that tearing happens, you can feel that thing inside you lurch and reach to grab on and grab hold of that sensation. And it feels like you're anchored for a moment and you're aware. The sensation localizes really hard to the arm that gets the, the gunshot wound. And then you are thrown again into that torrent. And it's just, it's a wave of sights and sounds. And then it sort of solidifies. It's almost like it's trying to find something like that moment again. And then when it solidifies, you are again running. But you know, some part of you knows that this isn't the same moment, that it's much earlier than that other moment. And you still don't know why it is that you're running. The only thing that you can vaguely remember is that you have killed a lot of people that you shouldn't have and you are trying to make your escape you are no longer in the woods you are in a small village and you are being pursued by a rove of again angry men and dogs what do you do this time? and you actually know now that you, as you're running through an alley you know that they are cornering you from both sides (sighs) ugh
2: At that point, Dane will kind of try and find a good position and then seeing like, if he can, he will climb up.
1: If he can't climb up, bulldoze his way through one of them to freedom. Hmm. You try to climb and you think for a moment, you're gonna be able to climb up onto um, one of these roofs and then something tears at your leg. And that sensation again anchors you, but you realize that there is a hound that is grabbing onto your leg and pulling you down. What do you do to it? Dane will kick it. And if that doesn't work, like kick it
2: in the ribs. And then if that doesn't work, punch it in the
1: face. It cries out, but it continues to try to latch onto your leg through all of this. Dane will drop down and then like pry
2: the jaws off of his yes. leg.
1: <laughs> there we go. What happens when you do that, what takes you by surprise almost, and it's weird that it takes you by surprise because there's a part of you that thinks you should be used to being able to do this. The dog's head is split open in half, just just torn back on itself from the jaw. Um, and then you're able to climb up onto the roof of this building and before you can turn to see what else happens, you are again thrown back into that torrent of sensation and just disconnected from any immediate memory. Hi, everyone. It's Danny here. I uh, hope you're enjoying this episode. It was a lot of fun to put together. Um, it was a nice change of pace after the last giant uh, three hour episode to get to do something that's a little bit more normal sized, but I think still very enjoyable. Not too, too much to announce this week. Other than that, if you're enjoying the show, a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at MeddlingPod. You can subscribe to us on Patreon, uh, which is patreon.com meddling. We have a lot of great bonus contents. We have our Mingling with Monsters show, where we sort of are show behind the show, which is always a lot of fun to do. We have fun merch you can get for signing up, uh, stickers and a cool mug, and we've got some other plans coming up. For our patrons on the $15 tier so let's just put up some more really cool concept art uh for some of our next arcs and it looks really really good I'm super excited that we get to bring that to y'all uh you can also leave us a review on iTunes that helps the show out a lot and we always just really appreciate hearing those. they're very nice I don't have too much else for you this week uh as far as when the next episode is coming out our plan has been for a bit now to take a little bit of a break um, particularly after, you know, how large the last episode was. I know that me and Daisy, in particular, doing the audio editing, are just kind of exhausted. Um, we absolutely love doing this, but we definitely needed a break to kind of catch up and get a few episodes done so that we're not cutting it down to the wire each time we try to get these out. Our plan at this point is to take the next two releases off, so about four weeks in total, which would put the next episode coming out, I believe, October 19th, which is. A chunk away but we're not gonna just have nothing on here. We're still figuring out exactly what we want to have on the feed. We do have a couple of things planned to fill that gap but don't worry we're gonna uh, have a mailbag episode which you can send questions to us at our Twitter or at our email which is meddlingpod at gmail.com and we'll also find you know some ways to fill the other gaps. Uh, I have a few plans yet that I won't announce just right now but I think it'll be good stuff and I hope you all enjoy it. And we'll come back from that break stronger. Um, if the timeline of that break gets shifted back a bit or whatever, I'll you know post an announcement up on the feed. But that is the plan as of now. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. It's really, really uh, meaningful to us. And we really appreciate your support. And we guys hope that you enjoy the rest of the show. I'll see you guys in a few weeks. Bye. Ashton and Tempest... Ashton seems to recover surprisingly quickly upon receiving some blood, not full on by any stretch. Uh, mm-hmm. However, Ashton, you can. Uh, what is your harm currently at? Did I get to take any off after I get like not unstable? I no, you you just mar- you just unmarked unstable, so I think you can recover two harm from that. Wonderful, wonderful. That puts me at three. Yay! All right, yeah, you went from five to three, so you're doing better. And I think. Tempest, you can see that Ashton seems to be doing good enough that if you want to at least maybe lightly berate him, you are able to now.
3: Oh, yes. I think so. I think what Tempest is going to do is they're going to get a plate. They're going to put some cookies on it and they're going to sit next to Ashton. All right. So... Why don't you start from the beginning with what the fuck that card was doing in your wallet?
0: Well, I, uh... (laughs) Well, I, uh... I put it it there. I put it in my pocket. Real thing is that, uh... You ever have a dream where you meet this lady and she's really gorgeous and beautiful and you feel like you just whisk her away? No. Yeah, it was the antithesis of that. It was a... Uh, it was a what's-her-name... Greenleaf... Uh, big Bitch.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know who you mean. Greenleaf Big Bitch, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> favorite character. He genuinely cannot remember her name. Her name is Trisha Haywood. It's I don't Trisha. know if Ashton, I honestly Ashton would call her Greenleaf Big Bitch. It's fine. Yeah, uh, she... Uh,
0: well... She actually projected herself into my room. Okay. Not my room, but you know, where you guys were keeping me, to keep me alive. Um, proceeded to talk to me for a little bit. Threatened us with, uh, you know, having all the town's authorities come in and try to arrest us, stop us from getting to the mountain, so on and so forth. Making our life pretty fucking shit, if I gotta be frank. All oh, right. And then she gave me the wonderful offer. If I brought it into the guard and I put it in my pocket, and I, when, when we killed the thing, she wouldn't, like, call the police on us or any other authorities, like the FBI? Uh, I don't know. The span. Hmm. Yeah. It was a very long and arduous and- process. And there didn't, wasn't really any other way out. So, uh, yeah, there wasn't. There it really was for the the better of the uh, group. He, uh, he scoots himself up of uh, the yeah me you um I guess Dane probably Dane more so Dane.
3: Hmm. So you decide to make this decision on your own and then not tell us about it. Well,
0: well, I didn't really have a choice.
3: But you could have consulted us before you decided to let us all be recorded by Greenleaf for whatever purpose. Do you know the range on those things,
1: Ashton? Oh, yeah, roughly like two feet radius. You sure? Uh, yeah, honest question, you. Ashton. Do you know the range on those no. things? no. Okay, I just—I didn't know if you wanted to say, "Hey, I've seen similar things," and if—or if you want yeah. to roll investigate a mystery to think. I think right now you're just yeah. lying. Then most he's ever seen is like twenty feet. Okay. Probably like
0: two feet, ten feet-ish.
3: How sure are
0: you? I don't know. I didn't make the goddamn thing. Don't fucking ask Mm. me.
3: Because it could have overheard any of us talking for any of the time that you had it. For instance, you know, called home, that one really don't want that to have gotten back to the greenleaf corporation and them know about you know my parents my siblings
1: uh, tempest didn't they already pay didn't they already pay for the trip you were on
3: oh they definitely know about them they don't need to know every detail of how close we are
0: oh tempest tempest if they know what your face looks like they know everybody Up to your great-great-grandfather is. And they know where your current location is and their current location. They know their blood type, their their, their, their nose hairs, everything. All in that. They know everything. He's not wrong, dude. Hmm. I don't like him, but he's not wrong.
3: Oh, good. So then they're already fucked is what you're telling me. And I'm supposed to be comforted by that?
0: No, I'm just saying that, like, me doing that didn't put you in any real danger. None that you aren't already in. You didn't consider this? So then we're back to it just being a huge dick move. Eh, I guess. Really, I uh, I mean, if I hadn't have done this, then...
3: I'm not angry that you did it. I'm not pleased that you decide to do it and not tell any of us so that we could make our own decisions about it.
0: And what would have happened then? If I had gone out and said, hey, I have this card that, you know, like, listens to uh, everything that we say...
3: Well, maybe we could have, you know, thought about what we said before we said it.
0: We already covered that that didn't really matter.
3: Could matter. You know, I don't remember everything I've said in the day. If it was important, I'd really like them not to have heard it. But here we are.
0: He just kind of, like, puts his hand, like, yeah, his head, like, against his fists and just kind of, like, sighs and he goes, ah. Do you want me to apologize?
3: I mean, yes. Moreover, I want this not to happen again, Ever. Hmm? You don't make decisions that affect us without consulting us.
0: Uh, Okay. See, that's kind of hard to control. I will apologize for that. I am sorry. I am sorry for not consulting you. Even though this just would have happened earlier causing probably Dane getting even more harm, who knows. But the fact of the matter is, is that there are going to be decisions like this, in this line of work, and I can't be held liable to tell what I can consult you on and what I can't consult you on. So sometimes there are going to be things I just can't tell you about. This
3: did not need to be one of those times. You had plenty of time that you could have told us, hmm?
0: Yeah, I got to take. I feel like this conversation is going in circles. Do you have enough blood for me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got enough of your life juice inside of me.
1: Yay, between you and
3: the... Just... One, stop calling it life juice. Two, just don't pull that shit again.
0: Ah, all right. Here, yeah. <laughs> pinky promise. And he extends his pinky out. I'm serious.
4: <laughs> they, 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 they hide a smile and we'll... Yeah, they'll do it.
3: <laughs> They're like, All right, I'm not sure if that's the blood loss or just you, but fine.
0: I'm not sure either.
3: Do we have any Gatorade? I'm sure there's something. They will leave him with a single <laughs> cookie. Just
2: one.
1: <laughs> if you give an Ashton a cookie.
2: Yes. You feed him for 30 seconds.
3: Mm-hmm. He would yeah. have gotten more cookies if they had been more happy with the way the conversation went. Wait, but, you wait, know, the apology is enough.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, Thank you for giving us the foley we need. (laughs) Yeah, do you, guys. So, are you good now, Tempest?
3: Uh, I mean, they're still pissed, but they're not going to do anything about it. They understand why he made the choice he made, even if they're angry that he didn't consult them on it. So, they're probably... Not going to be quite as trusting of Ashton, but as far as they're Sorry. aware, this conversation isn't going anywhere. They, ever, they are Everyone's right on that.
1: What would you be doing next then? Checking on the kids. Okay. Still seem to be passed out. What is your plan long-term for them? Get them
3: conscious, find their parents.
1: Do they have... Okay, are you going to not make any attempt to contact their parents before they are conscious?
3: Hmm. I think they want to work out their story with the others, but the others present at least. um, And Ashton, if Cassandra
1: and Dane are kind of out of it. Yeah. Then, okay, we can just do that scene then. You and Ashton are still talking.
3: Yeah. (sighs) I don't suppose... Do you think people could get here, Ashton, if, I mean... I've done what I can, but they're going to need real medical attention and their families will be looking for them.
0: Who, the kids?
3: Yes, the kids.
0: Oh, yeah, that is a... That's a, a real pickle we got going on on our hands now. Um,
3: We can just say that we found them and around the mines and knew that they needed help. We don't have to go into
1: detail. Yeah, well, we're going to have to tell. If they go around saying too much, they might have this happen to them anyways, but if they go around saying too much. Yeah. They're going to end up like our friend, you know, from Smenfedge.
3: So we probably want to talk to them first.
1: Are they, are we
0: sure that they're even conscious of what happened?
3: I'd like to find out.
0: Alright, here's what we'll do. The kid's are already taken care of, probably. I mean, obviously, they need to go to like an actual hospital. Probably. Maybe.
3: They should be okay for now. As far as I can tell, I'm not exactly okay. a professional.
0: They say talking to the professional. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we can do is, uh. Huh. See, I just think that maybe a better story with it. That for them to tell would be uh, they, they had a gas leak in the mountains and something and yeah I don't know how does gas leaks work again?
3: I think it's better to keep it simple. They got lost or something.
0: Right, but what if they have that like memory of them being go?
3: Well, we'll ask them when they wake up. All right. Are you thinking what we tell them happened to them?
0: I'm not very good with, uh... People. Yeah. Yeah. That's,
1: I was gonna say, but kids, but... We can be more broad than that. I'm
3: not surprised at that either.
1: We can keep doing this in character, or just in the interest of time. Like, what, what do y'all end up deciding to do? <sighs> Tempest votes wait till they wake up. Yeah, probably just wait until they wake up. Yeah. Okay, I think that's fair. I think that's about what you can do in this scenario. Oh the other thing I will tell you is you would know Gus is gone mm-hmm. um which you presume is because he was picked up that's what the arrangement was. Also be.
0: Yeah. no one noticed how I coined the term "corrupted."
3: Mm, no, I don't know what They're that proud
1: means. Of you. It's like corrupted but cold. Oh okay. Keep working but Uh yeah that's not exactly a Bob and Dale squares for sale but Come it's man. I'm
0: trying. I'm trying. <laughs>
1: Okay. We've been doing um, this for so I many think hours. I'm actually going to say at this point, the kids don't wake up the entire day. They're just, they haven't slept or done in They're going to probably sleep for a good 12 hours at least. Yeah,
0: like for sure. Just drop them off in front of a hospital.
1: You could, but that was, y'all expressed the, you know, the danger of that, right? Is at that point, everything's out of your hands. As soon as you put them back in, things are out of your control. Mm-hmm. So I guess I want to put a pin in that then for now, because it seems like y'all made the decision and you can loop back around to it if you want to, but I don't want to dwell on that moment for too long. A chunk of time passes. What are y'all doing with the massive Dane rock? Are you just going to leave Cassandra out there overnight?
3: Uh, no, I think we're going to go try and see what we can do about it. But, well, actually, M's definitely not in a state to lift anything. Ashton's not in the state to lift anything. And Tempest
0: has already established they can't. He doesn't care. He'll come along. Tempest won't let him. <laughs>
2: Just hook. Yeah. Just tie a big rope around it, hook it up to the Winnebago, and tow it like a, like a piece <laughs> of trash.
1: You, know? you could try to take the Winnebago... The, I will say, in part because of Ashton's deal, the roads up there have been cleared. It would be sufficient for the Winnebago True. to get up there. A little awkward, but you could do it. I
3: don't think they want to risk banging around the sleeping people with the IVs in.
1: Yeah. So then what is the plan?
3: <sighs> well, with a big enough lever... <laughs>
1: You would be able to call Cassandra and update them on the situation?
3: Yeah, I think they definitely would. And be like, okay, um, everyone's alive and stable. Uh, how's things? Dane's still a rock. Dane's still a rock. Great, nothing's changed.
0: Um. Wait, Dane's a rock? Later. <sighs> hmm. Well,
3: I'm the only one in a real state to move around here, and I definitely can't lift it. Do we? Ha- can we? Yeah, can we stick it on a trailer? Can we?
4: Do you pull have a trailer it? to stick it on? I don't know, Ashton might. Probably, this guy has everything. Apparently, fucking everything. Yeah.
2: You know what? Fuck you. I don't <laughs> have a trailer.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what the? <laughs>
1: The one thing that's doesn't have. Is this the part where I have to steal a trailer?
3: I'm not stealing anything
4: until you're not, you know, woozy from blood loss. Listen, if anything, it's not too much of a hassle for me to stay overnight. It's not the first time I've camped outside. Bag contains everything. See if I can get you a tent, food. You sure? Like I said, if if it... if it comes to that, uh, that's fine. Dane and I have camped outside many times. All right, I'll uh, keep trying to think of something. But <laughs> at that, at that, like you, you, Cassandra goes, isn't that right, Dane? you just hear like their hand on the rock, <laughs> as if they're patting them. <laughs>
3: just dun- 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 I'm glad you two are getting on famously. It is. Still and still a, rock? Still, a yes. rock. still. Nope. Yes, I think that Tempest will sign off if Cassandra is okay.
1: All right. Then I actually want to cut to Cassandra. Like it's been a few hours, right? Like you've been chilling out there for most of the day. I, you have a, probably snacks in the bag. You know, you're not super concerned on that. No. What are you doing to quote unquote camp?
4: Digging stuff out of the bag. <laughs> you know always always having camping supplies on hand you know that's something you know Cassandra and Jane have always done whenever they're out in the wilderness uh hunting down a monster so they're they're digging through their bag pulling out supplies things like a tent gathering things around to get a campfire started you know things like that you know making sure that they're uh secured for the night (laughs) okay
2: the egg is warm (laughs)
4: the angus
1: (laughs) egg IRL Um.
4: (laughs) yeah but uh, it's definitely taking them slower than usual because you know they don't have Dane to help them set up and they're (coughs) exhausted but you know they get things done
1: yeah speaking of Dane and as you again are in that torrent of pain and adrenaline and just all of those really, really powerful emotions and sensations, but without anything super anchored. Again, what happens is you wake up and you are next to a river and you are bleeding profusely all over your body and it's kind of flowing into the river. <laughs> and you don't know how you got here, even in this moment. But you know you're there, and you know you're you're bleeding, and you're covered in scars all over your body. What do you do?
2: Dane will examine their body, they'll look for any wounds, and then they'll like, they'll look in like at the river, and they'll kind of go like go down to the river, to the river uh, riverbed, and just look around because compared to what he was just experiencing, which was. Chaos and violence here, it's just like, it's blood and wounds, and uh, but it's calm compared.
1: At first, it feels that way as you go up, and then something, as you're sort of maybe washing off a little bit, something bumps you in the water, and you, you turn and you see it's a body, and then as you look more around you, you see dozens and dozens of dead men just scattered across the riverbed. You're not for sure how they got here, but some part of you thinks that you were involved or that you did it somehow. Dane, being the creature that
2: he is, and just look at one of the bodies and, like, br- like push them aside in the river and just, get out of my way. I have to clean. And, like, we'll, like, go to, like, wash himself in the river and everything, but we'll still, like, look at the bodies and just kind of, like, keep pushing more out of the way and everything yeah. and maybe try to find like a clean spot so he'll like wade through the bodies and like, at first was just kind of like looking at them like, they're just bodies. And then like eventually we'll kind of start to divert his gaze away from it, almost like, all right, that, like, that's enough.
1: A lot of the bodies that you first see are kind of turned on their, their bellies floating in the water. One does wash up and you see its face and I think that's the body where you divert. And say enough, and you, you put your head down and try not to think about it.
2: Then yeah. they seeing that just no more, and just like look away and like just we'll walk away from the body, even if he was walking in the one direction. will you start walking in the opposite direction now. Okay, are you looking over the scars? A little bit, just kind of like it's—it's it's hard for him not to, because he's walking, and he'll notice it, like you know, on his arms, and then yeah. he'll look on his chest and just look at them. And at this point, they because he—he's lo- looking like his normal self, and his last memory yes. was being cold. Aside from this, and just—and he'll try to open up the scars.
1: These don't. And I, I should say, scars is probably a little generous. At best, they're scabs. Some of them are still almost open wounds. Okay. But one of them that you fill up the scab, you touch it, and it opens, but it it it's not... It doesn't open like the ones we see in modern day. It almost just seems to twitch slightly, and it, all at once, the scab is ripped open into an open wound again. <laughs> When you say that you're ripped again back into that torrent that stream of sensations and they congeal another at the penultimate time they congeal is just it's not it's not a moment like it's not a moment you're consciously where it is just an image almost in slow motion and it is of a woman in a, a dress with her hair done up somewhat fancy and she is looking directly at you with a face of sheer terror. And then something really interesting happens is you're again pulled back into that stream. You felt this thing inside of you and then it seems to almost split out of you for a moment. It's it's very strange. It almost seems to be reach, It's It's reaching out of you towards the thing it wants to find. But you still are seeing this time you see this happen, but it's, it feels like it's not your own and something solidifies that for you. You get this memory of just a void of blackness and the only thing that you see in it are hurtling through it are all of these eyes. And then there is a tear in this void and light comes through. And you can see a figure standing. You can't make out any of the background. The light is too bright, but you see a figure standing there. And the last thing that you consciously remember is its face. And it is your face, Dane. And then things snap back into place. However, before that happens, Cassandra, you are camping out. You're just chilling, right?
4: Yeah, just chilling.
1: You immediately get a sense of... A bad thing that might happen, and I need you to roll hunches. And you can again take okay. a plus one if you want to.
4: Um, I won't take it. Okay. That is a 10.
1: Okay, this one's a bit tricky because I, it's the, technically, the way the fool's written is something is about to happen where you're not. That's sort of true. You know that Dane is about to come out of that thing and that he's gonna try to find something and he's gonna use it in a way that results in an innocent person being hurt. And you need to stop him. And right when you have that realization, the egg shatters open.
2: Somebody with a smart penis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh <God>. Leaving <laughs> the rubbing and that comment. We can certainly leave that. That'll that'll be the final though. Oh, be beautiful!
4: There. Thank That's you.